Hello, and welcome to the Space Weather Facts and Forecast podcast. I'm Isaac Brigham, amateur space weather enthusiast, and I'll be giving you the current space weather conditions, a forecast for the upcoming week, and telling you all about a fascinating space weather phenomena. Stay tuned. last couple of weeks, our sun has been very quiet compared to the activity we saw a few weeks ago. However, this may be about to change. Currently, there are three named sunspot regions on the Earth-facing disk, regions 3029 to 3031. Region 3029, in the southwest quarter of the disk, is a simple beta region and seems to have recently decayed some, and so it does not pose much of a threat for solar flares. Region 3031, located in the southeast quarter, is a new region since yesterday. It has just started to materialize on the disk. Currently, it's listed as a beta region and does not pose a solar flare threat. However, it is definitely possible that if it continues to grow, we could see some flares from it in the next week or so. It's region 3030, though, that's stealing the show. Despite only being classified as beta, This region fired off an M1.2 flare while rotating over the northeast limb yesterday morning with an associated coronal mass ejection, or CME. It appears that this CME may indeed be somewhat Earth-directed, but more on that later. As for coronal holes, two of them, numbers 90 and 91, are just now beginning to rotate into the Earth strike zone. Number 90 is much larger than 91, and it is not unlikely that we will see a solar wind high-speed stream arrive at Earth in the upcoming week. Moving to the geomagnetic activity, we're currently at a KP2, and the solar wind is lagging at 344 kilometers per second, with a density of 11.8 particles per centimeter cubed. The interplanetary magnetic field is very quiet. The strength and direction of the Z direction, or the BZ, is only 4.34 north and holding steady. Getting back to that potentially Earth-directed CME I mentioned a minute ago, the current geomagnetic forecast for the next few days is interesting. I think that, potentially starting tomorrow, but more certainly Monday, at least a KP4 is likely, and up to a 5, which is a G1 minor geomagnetic storm, should not be ruled out. Also, with the two coronal holes beginning their transit of the Earth strike zone, more active conditions, up to a KP4 or 5, will likely arise in the upcoming days. So for aurora chasers out there, especially at high latitudes, this may shape up to be a very good week, and even some glimpses at mid-latitudes should not be impossible. Thanks for listening to the forecast. Now it's time to talk about this week's featured space weather phenomena. A question that is of growing concern as humans become increasingly dependent on electricity is, can space weather have effects on the power grid, and if so, what are they? Well, the answer is yes, it can have major effects. Let me explain. So sometimes after a solar flare or other solar event, the sun can release a huge cloud of highly energetic plasma, 
And if this cloud is aimed at Earth, when it arrives at Earth, it can cause Earth's magnetic field to kind of vibrate and rattle around and be disturbed, causing what's known as a geomagnetic storm. Now it's known that if you have a moving magnetic field in close proximity to a conductor, a current can be induced in the conductor, and the same thing can happen during a geomagnetic storm. When Earth's magnetic field is being kind of rattled around and disturbed, it can actually induce currents in long conductors on Earth, such as railroad tracks, pipelines, and most importantly, the power grid. Now, when these geomagnetically induced currents, or GICs as they're called, enter the power grid, they can have many effects. Their major component that they affect are transformers. Transformers are used to amplify or reduce voltage. Normally in a power grid, they amplify voltage so that it can travel long distances. They're made of two conductive coils, not connected, that are wrapped around a metal core. Incoming voltage goes through the first coil, which induces a magnetic field in the metal core, which in turn induces current in the second coil. Now when a geomagnetically induced current, or GIC, enters a transformer, they can become saturated. Transformer saturation is when the core's magnetic field cannot become any more dense. Transformers normally operate with alternating current, but GICs are direct current. And so when this direct current gets added to a transformer's primary or incoming coil, it can cause additional magnetic field density, which is known as flux, in the core often causing the core to saturate. Core saturation normally distorts the shape of the outgoing current. It can cause it to come in kind of jumps and peaks, and this causes what's known as harmonics in the rest of the power grid. So transformer saturation can have many negative effects. The most obvious is that it can simply damage the transformer, which would knock out potentially major sections of the power grid. However, harmonics created by the core saturation can have potentially just as bad consequences. It can cause other equipment to overheat and fail, can damage wire insulation, it can lead to major power failures. So seeing all these negative effects, a question you might ask is, how can power grids be improved to protect against space weather? Well, the risks are only growing to power grids as they're becoming increasingly interconnected and overloaded. And it turns out that the main area for improvement is not so much in the power grid itself, but in better space weather forecasting. If space weather could be better forecasted, warning of coming geomagnetic storms could be given in advance to power grid operators, and they could disconnect key pieces of equipment from the grid. And so when the storm hit, and geomagnetically induced currents course through the grid, those key pieces would be protected, and their disconnection would still cause power blackouts, but they would be for a much shorter period of time, as when the storm was over, the pieces could be simply reconnected, and power would be restored. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and share it. This podcast will be available on the second Saturday of every month on major podcast platforms. See you next time.